Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. Uh, this is a shorter episode. Uh, we actually recorded this on the way back from going down to Mueller Sports Medicine for a collaborative podcast that will be coming out next week, so be sure to stay tuned for that. If you're following any of the Athletic Training Podcasts, you're going to know this one, and it was a good time, um, and we just thought we'd bring it together down at Mueller. So the audio is not as great with the microphone in the car, but it's, we still think we got it through. In this one, we're talking about the Division Three experience, something I've been in for the last six years. Austin has just been experiencing this past semester, and just how it's turned out for both of us it's a place I didn't think I would end up long term in my career but so far things have been working out really well and I'm looking forward to continuing that so we just provide a little perspective on it Um, not knocking any other settings or divisions or anything like that but just why it's been unique for us as always we are brought to you by and powered by Mueller Sports Medicine like I said we're driving back from them it was a great trip Uh, we had great collaboration here uh, really, we get talking about the place, um, Mueller, a little bit. If you're ever in Wisconsin, um, in the Madison area, you got to go check it out. They're going to be happy to see you. We've got some things coming out with them in the near future. Highly recommend checking those out as we get there. But without any further ado, please enjoy this episode, and we'll be back with more next week. Oh, hold on. I, we didn't start. Now we started. Okay. So we'll kick it off with on this episode of Athletic Train Chat. We are literally on our way back from Mueller. Uh, got some good episodes in and some interesting stuff. Um, but to kill the time on what is the lovely part of I-9B4, I believe we're still technically <laughs> on. Uh, we wanted to talk about the Division Three setting and really get Austin's perspective because he's seen D1. Um, at UW-Milwaukee, and will soon be at Vanderbilt, um, and then just kind of tying in, and, I mean, you had the D3 experience when you were a student, yeah. um, not necessarily in the athletic training or athletics world directly, but yeah. through sports performance, and then I've obviously had a little bit of experience at Division One, yeah. um, and have been at Division Three now for what seems like an eternity of almost six years, yeah. so... Um, I, yeah, let's kick it off with you. What do you think? Like, how's it been? What are you, what are you seeing it as? I mean, overall, I mean, yeah, obviously it's a change from Division One, but personally for me, I think it's it's probably what I prefer over Division One. I'll start that right off the bat. I like the fact that Division One, yes, you have a lot of resources and stuff comes with the territory being D1, but I think the biggest thing that drew me to D3 for this clinical experience, aside from it being kind of about where I live, was the opportunity to get involved in more than just the athletic training, and and I think that's something that's not always accessible at the Division 1 level, whereas here at my current setting at UW Lacrosse. Yes, I my primary my primary focus is 
athletic training and assisting Joel. But I also do other parts. I get to work with sport performing, sing with some of the teams up in our sport performing center. And then we also work on other projects and stuff that are beyond just, okay, let's take care of our team and let's just keep our focus on that. Trying to kind of get a bigger, broader experience than what I might with D1. Yeah, you hit on something that we didn't even talk about when we were talking about this earlier and should have been recording. <laughs> um, that was always one I struggled with. Is like Division One was awesome for the resources. and You had your athletic training, sports medicine department, and you had your strength and conditioning. Um, but I would be at, I was at places that, one, had somebody for track and field, um, but they were spread out across multiple teams, which can get tough um, you know, mm-hmm. to try and be an expert, per se, in all of those sports, um, as ATs are you know, expected to do, and definitely strength coaches. You know, rarely is it you get the sport so you can solely focus on it, um, especially on the strength and conditioning side um, at higher levels. But at another one, we just didn't even have anybody that was going to be their strength coach and yeah. I had a background in it um, not that I was an expert but at least wanted to give it a try mm-hmm. and I could just whenever I go down there and I use it more for like rehab just to increase you know intensities and things like that I could just feel the holes being burned in my back from people staring at me as for why I was down there and that was hard just because nobody else wanted to do it so why are you mad at me for wanting to do it while still trying to be extremely respectful of policies and procedures and, you know, all the things that go along with that there and not just, like, barging in the middle of another lift or something yeah, like that. And so I, I agree, like, it's fun to have the mix, and that was a big drawback for me is just the collaboration between coaches and sports performance and athletic training because – that was about the only way more was going to get done with less resources. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, for example, for me, from this previous semester here, yeah, we worked football, athletic training for football, which, if you don't know what that entails, it's pretty uh, chaotic, especially at Division Three, where you just got 100-plus, I think, on our team. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. Everybody in yeah. college football is around 100, if not more. Yeah. So wor- working with that was a unique and interesting experience. But then after football practice, I'm able to go upstairs into our sport performance center and assist with one of the teams that's lifting up there. And I guess a positive for me, especially at lacrosse, is I have a previous relationship here with the strength and conditioning staff. So I got to be involved in some of those other aspects. Like for this last month of of the semester, um, I helped write some of the programming for some of our teams up there. And I did it. Yes, I brought the athletic training side, but still having that background in sport performance allowed that communication to, I think, flow a little bit better, at least for me and I don't think that's like kind of what you said there. Everybody has their strength coach. Everyone has yep. that. But I don't think it necessarily flows back and forth as easily in some of the higher ups. Even like Division Two, 
and especially Division One, you probably got something that's super common. I right. mean, if you have good relationships, relationships established, yeah, you might have that. But otherwise, I think that was just something unique to my experience here at the D three level. Agreed. Um, you also had mentioned, you know, like budget and resources, which was honestly like. I came from schools that had not unlimited, but it a lot. Yeah. Um, and that was a concern of mine, knowing that it wouldn't be the same. And honestly, like just how I would adjust, mm-hmm. not being able to just do whatever, um, and definitely not carrying a double standard of like, well, I'm going to do this, but you guys only can use this. Yeah. Um, we are very fortunate where we're at, where I'm at, at UW Lacrosse, is that we do have a very large staff, um, but our budget hasn't increased no matter what the staff looks like. Uh, I know other places, especially in D3, have it better. Uh, I also know a lot of places don't have it nearly as good as I had seen we do. But honestly, it's been kind of fun to get things figured out and work on things and improve things because you have to get a little creative yeah don't get me wrong i'd love to have the budget just to do it but that doesn't happen and that's okay and we've been able to do a lot of things by getting creative and honestly i feel like that's almost made it more rewarding um as much as i'd love to push things faster um it's ultimately worked out pretty well yeah no definitely like you said there, Division One, a lot more resources. Yeah, that's a given. And going to Division Three, where our theme is hashtag balling on a budget. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny and a joke, but at the same time, I mean, trying to maximize the resources we have. And the school I came from did not have a football team at the Division right. One level. So... I don't really have something to compare football to right. at the Division One level, but I think overall, yeah, it's a little bit different. But honestly, like you said, it is rewarding to be able to figure out how you can make ends meet and get everything you need to out of less resources. Yep. Because it's definitely pushed me to be more creative with how I do things because tape is a commodity that... Yep, to a degree. Yep. That, like, it's just not something that it's like, here, have an ankle tape. They're a little more stringent with that, which I'm not a big tape person in the first place. Yeah, there's times where I can see it, but, like, I'm talking more the ankle right now. Right. But, yeah, it's just been an interesting experience. Yeah, um, that that is something you get general like guidelines and expectations that we got to work within, and mm-hmm. um, that's always an interesting one to try and play the research card. Um, and then you just got to make sure that you're really up on your research on if that thing truly is the best option, or if it's needed, or if it's not. So you really you really get to brush up on some of those things too, which can be helpful mm-hmm. more often than not. Yeah. I. Totally agree with that. And we talked a lot on the way up um, about you know relationships with you know between athletic trainers, 
um, especially relationships with coaches and administrators and how, especially with the, you know, we'll hopefully be releasing this not too long after and we'll link it up, the ESPN article and little story came out about um, the doctor at Penn State um, about wrongful termination because he was feeling like he was being pressured um, to make medical decisions and then that's gone down into A&M's getting some heat yep. Tennessee was in there um, and that's just the ones that were got brought up I know that it probably occurs in a lot of other places and again we're very fortunate where we're at but to me it's and again, I can only speak to the state system, public schools, but there seems to be more of an even playing field in terms of like salary, which then comes along to me. It's one more thing that helps level the playing field. And I know that's a broad statement, but you know, when you got a coach getting paid millions of dollars a year and you're a football athletic trainer, you know, at a big university hopefully making high five figures, if not into the six figures, that's still a pretty big discrepancy. And with some of that comes a lot of power, real or otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, relationships obviously change. And, you know, some people at some of these large institutions could have great relationships. And it's not an issue. And that's awesome. And we commend everybody in that, uh, you know, for making that thing work. But I honestly think that it, it can be a huge thing. And I don't know, like, I know relationships I've had with coaches have varied, but, you know, just in your experience from what you've seen, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and uh, kind of touch on the point you said there and the discrepancy. Even just looking at, like, some of the strength and conditioning coaches. Oh, yeah. You look at some of those big Division One football coaches who are making, what, 500000 plus? Yep. And then you look at your head football athletic trainer, and they're making still 60, 70. Right. With yeah, the a discre- discrepancy. And so it's just one of those things. And I think you're right that, like, the at Division three, it's just different in that aspect in that you don't exactly have those discrepancies. Not to the same extent. Yes. I think. Not the tens of twenties of multiples yeah so the playing field like you alluded to and kind of those power relationship dynamics which yeah aren't are a little bit more even keel like say versus some of those division ones where that ESPN article talked about like the coaches had a heavy hand and influence on making those decisions the hiring and the firing yeah yeah that can bring us to our next point Minute. Yeah, but no, definitely, I totally agree with you on that last point there. Yeah, and this, this is me sounding self-righteous, but I, I truly think, you know, it's something that has to be like kind of a phase shift and it's a mindset change for the people in the profession, and I know there's people that do this, and so it's not, I'm not saying it's everybody that has to go through this, but like, I truly think we have to switch the idea of the four working for versus working with in that I you know when you talk about these bigger schools where the coaches is bringing along their guy like I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that if you got somebody you know you work well with but that shouldn't be at the expense of somebody else losing their job especially if you've been 
having performance reviews that deem you as a really good employee. Yeah. Like, that's not good termination. Like, maybe it's a switch in sport or there's some other thing that needs to get figured out. I know that brings its own kind of mess to it, but, you know, in those ones when the coach is coming in and saying this is who it's going to be or this person needs to be let go, like, that's a working for a coach. And I think that, again, that's an illusion of power and really, you know, the big push to the medical model makes perfect sense to kind of combat that, for lack of a better description there. You know... Yeah, I... I think it's easy... No, I don't want to say easier, but... I found it to be something that's more feasible for me at the D3 level is that I can set that expectation from my end and it's getting heard and I'm not going to get kind of pushed out for trying to think otherwise. Yeah, no, absolutely. And through the places I've been through my clinical rotations, Division One, Division Three, they've all still followed that traditional athletic model, so... Yep. But this coming spring, going to a university with that medical model. So I think that might be a episode coming up in the spring to kind yeah. of see how things differ there. But, yeah, I think, again, hitting the nail on the head there. And it's something that you kind of talked to me about almost from the beginning is not getting in the mindset of catering that you're working, right. again, with, not for. And I know that... Sometimes that's not necessarily easy for athletic trainers, as I'll say it. I'm a people pleaser. I just like people to like me. I yeah, no. make them happy. And I think it's something that you said where if we want to improve as a profession, it might be time to start looking at taking a harder stance on that, a harder line, and standing up for ourselves a little bit more and making sure that that relationship is a little more clear. But. Yeah, there's a time and a place, and I think that's one of the things that sets the profession apart. And we talked about this with the guys from Canada Athletic Training, and that came up at the end a little bit. So check out that episode, whether probably after this one. Um, so if you're listening to this, it's further down in the numbers. Um, but there's a time and a place for all that stuff, like it, you know, and it just can't be all the time, or else when is it ever right. end? And, I, I say this jokingly, but people have been like, no, like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, even when I took my job, like, it was director of athletic training services. Mm-hmm. It's a service thing. Okay, I'm on board with that, but service doesn't mean servant. Yeah. And it's a subtle thing. Same thing with this. It's a different, it's one word, for and with, but with it carries a huge connotation depending on how somebody's internalizing that and I I struggle with some coaches as you know I know they most of them mean it well and it's like oh you know I want you're part of the team like you're like another assistant coach I understand kind of where they're coming from but at the same time like no no I'm not like I'm not your assistant coach I'm the athletic trainer that is providing medical care for your you know this team this sport these student athletes and that doesn't bring about a power dynamic that you're over the top yeah and i again it i'm and i'm speaking exclusively to the 
situation I'm in, but just talking with some other ATs that I know and some other thing, like, they've been able to work more towards that. And I know there's people at D3 that struggle with that, and that's hard, and, you know, we've been talking about this a lot, and, you know, there's always a choice. It may not be the choice we want, like, you got to try and make, you know, the decision on, um, if you can change it, then you got to fight to change it, and that might not be fun, it's probably going to be uncomfortable, (laughs) but if you can't, and you don't want to do it, like, you gotta, you gotta let it go then, and you gotta move on, and unfortunately, sometimes I think that's, that's what spurs change, like, you hate to be the one that misses out on that, but it is what it is. Yeah. And so that's where I know, and again, this is speaking to ours, like, I honestly was worried, like, what I was gonna do with all my free time, leaving the track and field Division One world, where you're, you're pretty much at a meet most weekends of the year, or at least there's a practice. I tell you what, I haven't had a hard time at all filling my time. Um, and it's been great, and it's something that seemingly is sustainable. And again, that's speaking to our, my situation, but I think it's possible, more possible, um, at, our, <laughs> at this level um, than in might not always be as feasible at Division One. Not to say that it's not, because some people have been able to figure that out, and awesome for you, so you can make that something that you're able to do for the long run. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, like you said, speaking to your current situation, every university is going to differ with that. I mean, for the university I was at, Division One, I think not having football actually helped bring it more on the level of almost like a D3 setting. So it wasn't going from, you know, like a super high-powered school, like Power 10 conference, down to Division 3, where there's a drastic change. I am from a smaller Division 1 school that, honestly, there are more similarities than I've realized and over the course of the semester, yeah, there are some big differences, but honestly, there are more similarities between the two at a smaller institution than there are than I thought, actually, which has been kind of a nice, because I'm a... I don't think me personally, I'm built for a big D1 institution, more of on the chill Division three, Division two, you know, little more freedom, a little less intensity thing, which I think also plays a part in why I like Division Three more. Like, some people who like all the action, all the high intensity that Division One, especially Division One football entails, they might have a different view than what I have. Me, I'm not, that is not me. I'm not a big football guy at the Division One level. I don't think I would handle that well, but it's just... Division three is what I like to work. Yeah, and that's been the nice thing, like, again, speaking to the situation is, like, for us at UW Lacrosse, like, we've got fairly, like, really good competitive sports. So you're still working with a high-level caliber, you know, athlete, which so you're still competitive and you've got a chance to win and, 
you know, you got all, you got a lot of things going for you. Um, and that, that makes it fun too. Um, not that it's not fun to work at a school that maybe struggles a little bit more, but you know, the kids are great. So it's really finding out what you do, but yeah, I think it's been a nice, like even keel pace where we can push the envelope and we get to do that with research and trying to implement stuff to help our athletes succeed yet still be able to back it down enjoy some off weekends you know not have to be there 12 hours a day you know, all the time yeah um and yeah. just knowing that the busy will eventually come to an end and being okay with that it's easy it just feels easier in that regard yeah Oh, and we don't aren't self-insured, so you don't have to deal with any of that nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> it can be frustrating at times, but when you, you it's, it's a thing that now you've removed some of that from the context, which I, I honestly think can make it a little easier sometimes. Yeah, and I don't have as much experience with that, but I mean, you look, there are pros and cons to it. Being self-insured and at the Division One level, more reset me more resources goes with more access to specialty things so whether it be treatments like PRP injections or stuff like that where you have access close to immediately division three I mean the setup we have right now is really good for division we're, three, we're fortunate yeah but you know like some universities at the division three level you're not going to have that ability and that access and Often, I think we've talked about this before, Division Three, kind of at the mercy of your athlete's insurance, yep. which is a whole other can of worms, but <laughs> that's just uh, another difference and just something that, yeah, pros and cons. I mean, yeah, pick your bet, pick which one you want to deal with more and which, I guess, more suits you. And I don't know, it's just... Things like that are what interests me. Like, yes, I came into a really good situation here at UW Cross where excellent relationship with our team physicians and a lot of exciting things happening resource-wise that I feel don't have a really great context for because I've only seen one other Division Three school. <laughs> but I feel like where we are right now is a step up or at least looking to put ourselves on the forefront of where we are with that relationship with our physicians. Yeah. Anything else to sum it up? Mm. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I have a whole lot more to add. It's been a lot more talking for me than I've done in a while. No kidding? Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. You got called out today, so you made it happen. Yeah. Chad, if you're listening... Talked a little bit more for you. There you go. <laughs> I think for me in closing, it's like I thought I always wanted to do Division One. I. I really did. I thought it was Division One football. Uh, then I happened to fall into track. Really enjoyed track way more than I thought I was. Um, thought that was going to be the thing. And, you know, the thing it's just things came up. Like I was still single when I was down at my other job, and then I moved up to this one, still single so it wasn't you know life necessarily that did that for me you know in terms of moving but um it's just finding what suits you and i think i probably could have done just fine working division one track and staying in it for a while but i haven't regretted this 
in the long run either. So really being open to it. Like we tell, I tell most of the students, I go, you know, that work come from UWL Division Three. Like if you think you want to do D1, you've got to try and do it for your grad school as much as you can. And that gets a little hazy now just given the world that we're in um, with the changing in education. But you've got to experience it because you got to figure out if it's for you. And if it is, there you go. Now you've got a better in for it as well because you've gone in there. But if it isn't, it's two years of your life. You're going to gain a ton of experience. You're going to see a lot of things. And then figure out where you want to go. Um, I hate to say it, but I think it's kind of true. I think sometimes it's easier to go from one down to two or three than it is to try and work from three up to one. You know, who you know is very important in that. Um, but it can that can be difficult, you know, if, especially young in your career, uh, just because you don't have a resume with, you know, all the things you've done to kind of back you up quite yet. And not impossible, but more difficult, um, I think would be the way to say it. And so I think staying open to it and seeing what ultimately suits you in the long run but it can be a it can be a good experience and something worth checking out so don't write off division three there we go good summary i like it all right